If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Welcome to episode three of our Target bonus, what do we call it? The Target partnership with bonus episodes of the Friend Zone. This is Mm -hmm. the third one, which is super cool. By now, you've hopefully listened to our Afropunk Reimagined, and hopefully you've listened to our college episode. And then today, what are we talking about, guys? Relocation. Moving. (laughs) Moving. We throwing somebody out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Putting somebody out. Putting somebody out of Maya moving on. Right. Okay. <laughs> Today we are going to share all of our experiences, tips, and memorable and mostly forgettable moments of relocating from <laughs> one city to another because now the three of us officially have experience in doing so. The guys did it much younger than yes. I did. <laughs> but now I'm over here moving cross country, damn near in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have a lot to say about those experiences. And hopefully those of you that are looking to move or just moved or entertaining the idea of leaving to a new city will get... Or need to move. Or need okay. to move. Okay, we'll get some inspiration <laughs> from today's episode. So where do we start, y'all? Because there is so much to say about moving. First of all, <laughs> nobody tells you that you need to take on a thorough cleaning of your home before you even think about packing. Listen okay? to me. <laughs> you have got to literally clean house. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's a term that people use as a pretty broad stroke for an action, but you got to do that when it's time to move. Yes. Because what you don't want to do is be slowed down during the packing process, going through stuff that you could have already had, separated, thrown out, given away, whatever your choices are. So let's start there. Clean your house up, okay? <laughs> That's Get so in that real. bathroom. Throw that, Throw them old bottles of body cream and, and old, you know, look, throw all me. that away. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, not a pumice stone left unturned. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real because even after moving, the last thing you want is to be unpacking and ends up seeing a bunch of shit that you're like, why did I even bring this? I didn't need this why? in this new house or this new city. And I know a lot of us get attached to things, especially things like sneakers or clothing mm-hmm. or something someone gave us or just we we can be like mini hoarders sometimes just holding on to nostalgia and memory so i get that it's hard 
child hoarding oh. is the word because like you said, I was uh like twenty one when I moved to New York and I definitely brought like tons of like cheap forever twenty one clothing that I was like <laughs> This is, you know, you could let this go, bro. You finna right. just go ahead and get some more of this. Especially, like, looking back on how how I was like, ooh, you know, this is the shirt that I wore. It was really because it was, like, Atlanta memories tied to the clothes. Right. And then as I was seeing how they weren't really fitting into my New York life, I was having to, like, open my eyes and change perspective. So that was one thing about relocating that was, like, really sticking out to me. How people saw you in the city. Because no one really saw you. <laughs> like, in Atlanta, everybody... It's kind of like, you know, always looking, you know, either to affirm or be nosy or whatever. And then in New York, no one, everyone has tunnel vision. Everyone's on the go. Everyone's moving. That was like the yeah. big part of me wanting to move here. I was like, wow, with all this hustle and bustle, no one really cares about what you got going on. So you can really just focus on yourself. Great. Sign me up. And so I've been signed up. <laughs> I love that advice, though, because it's funny enough. I, I did, like Dustin mentioned, the purging um, gave away a ton of clothes, really tried my best to not be attached to anything. And even still, when I got here and was unpacking, I still saw so much stuff that I was like, Fran, you legit could have left this shit. And it's not like these new cities don't have a lot of this shit. Like, why did I pack hella shampoos and conditioners <laughs> and lotions? Like, Listen, you I got to be box. stocked up. You know? I got a box, a shoe box full of old concert tickets. Um, That's so Party real. flyers. The little like, wrist, like the little trips, wrist things. Wristbands. Yes, I have wristbands. all that. Now, do I need a wristband <laughs> from the Essence Fest 2004? <laughs> this is so real. I don't believe I do, but I have it. Okay. Or like from all so, our gigs, know, the, the, the mm, cards, mm, and lanyards VIP lanyards. And stuff. Yep. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. I have a, a very similar box full of like Comic Con passes. Yes. Like all sorts. I'm looking at some of this stuff right now. Even stuff that's been sent to us, like letters, <laughs> drawings. Like, I have Why like can't we a let that go? I, yeah. Even when I try, I can't <laughs> let go. Okay. Y'all know I moved a, a lot in these past like couple years alone. So I've been carrying around some things. Now, thank God I've been able to let go of some things, but. There's just some things I just look at and I don't know. It, it brings back a feeling and it's that hard. has to count for something, right? It's true. And then the, <laughs> well. the the sneakers, like I was trying to part ways and then I was like, well, but I might wear these to this someday and I might need this for this. And it's like, girl, if you haven't put them on yet... <laughs> You ain't going to wear them yeah, anytime Yeah, but giving soon. away your sneakers is really self-deprivating. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is really, you know, it's just cruel to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I so I, I'm with the shoes on this one. Friend. Oh, no, so bad. Okay, so here's a question I have for y'all. When y'all decided yeah. to move and you had all this stuff to bring with you to your new city, how did you get it there? I had an SUV. When I moved from Michigan to New York, I had an SUV, a large SUV at the time, and so I loaded up everything and I let every seat down except for the driver's seat. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, and, and everything I, I hitched fit. My wagon. Everything yep. fit. Shit. Everything fit. I wasn't moving like any furniture items. You right, know what I'm saying? So I just had just stuff. Mm. I had stuff. Um, so I, I packed that truck up and I hit it on the highway. And that was a really cool experience because I didn't put any pressure on myself to like make it in a certain amount of time. I just was like, you know, however long this drive takes me, it's always going to take me. I love that. Pulled over, stopped, ate, sight saw. You know what I'm <laughs> That's saying? That's so cool. That's what I did. Yeah. How long did it take you? 
in total. It took me overnight. It was really only like an eleven hour drive, but I stayed. I stopped in the middle of the uh, trip and got a room, you know, and slept. Of course, really didn't sleep good because I was worried about somebody stealing. I said, if somebody steal my car, they gonna take everything <laughs> I got. Okay, so I was really sleeping with one eye open and looking out the window, you know, in the parking lot, yeah, and things like that. But yeah, I drove. I went overnight and um, had good company on the phone. Talked to lots of friends on the way. Blasted music. You know, it was a, it was dope. That sounds it nice, dope. and it sounds like a nice period too to kind of reflect like you know leaving the mm -hmm. old driving into the new and just i'm sure your mind was racing with excitement of like what the fuck or what am i doing You're right it was <laughs> it was i was trying to get out of pennsylvania you know have you ever driven east to west through the state of pennsylvania i don't think so <laughs> let me tell you it's like driving through a shoebox honey there's two signs it's two towns that you run through okay and that's it and through the middle it's nothing but wide open spaces very thought-provoking like you see it you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i was ready to get out of that box i feel okay? you what about you asante what did you do how did you get all your stuff from atlanta to new york Okay, well, quickly, because we're talking about stuff, an earlier point that I was thinking about, I know we're talking about re relocating in general, but I think of uh, relocating, but when I was younger and moving, and this is why I just justify, not that I'm on trial here for these things, but this is why I justify taking some of my stuff sometimes. <laughs> but when I was younger, we had to like move at one point. There were certain like memories that were like lost. <laughs> and for whatever reason, like that thread has like stuck with me. And mm -hmm. this is something that I thought about like a lot because, well, a lot in passing because you know every now and then you know hotel programming will be uh, airing A and E's hoarders, and you just wondering how do these people accumulate so much and like why and what? Easy. And then I was realizing I ain't really like in this league or nothing, but you know I just need to be conscious of like what I'm keeping and how long and why. But I always think about being younger and having to lose those things. So when I hold on to the things that I do get to, I'm just like so grateful and thankful and like green with it. Yeah. But um. When it comes to what was oh, when I first moved, I do you remember Air Train? Air Train? Air Train, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Airline. Mm -hmm. They used to do the standby ticket fair, and it was like 70, 80 bucks. And if because you were, well, first of all, I used to do it um, when I was younger than that, like 18, 19, and they were doing those tickets for like 30, $40. So I was like, oh, shoot, Whoa. I'm about to do one of these. <laughs> So then when I got to the airport, you know, I'm 21. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is going to be an $80 ticket. And I'm like, dang, $80? I thought it was like less than that. And then the lady, she was like, I see you flown with us before. I'm going to hook you up and give it to you for that price. It wow. hooked me up. So I was already like, oh, great. Like, I'm getting some luck already. So when I move to New York, it's going to be on. Like, something is going to be on and popping. But I just know that it <laughs> was something that I had to do because Atlanta was... I always think about Atlanta being what it is and how great it is. But New York just always stuck out to me from the few times I visited in high school. And I remember thinking to myself, if you're going to move here, you need to do it now because you're younger. Uh, and because you're young, you can fail and go back home. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even though parents say, your ass can't come back here. Excuse me. I think to mm -hmm. myself, I'm still going to come back. Like, you know, if, if everything like, first comes... First of all, who are you talking to? This is <laughs> okay. your house, but it's my house because it's your house. <laughs> right. So I'm coping like, here like, when for, I want Like, first to. of all, you brought me here, so if push comes to shove... Then now, don't remember tapping your belly saying, hey, <laughs> want to occupy this? <laughs> so that was always a thought in my head. Even though the driving force was always to never go back, not because I was told, like, well... I kind of was to a certain degree, you know, so you, once you go, stay gone, but not in the sense of, I don't want you here. It was more in the sense of, you know, like stay independent. Well. Yeah, and so, well. exactly. And so mm -hmm. that's one thing that I always appreciated. And 
New York, psh, you know how they say if you can make it, you can make it anywhere. That's like a real thing. Like every day <laughs> there has been there every day that there has been something. New York has taught me a lesson on how to get through that something. I hope that Air Train Air Tran, excuse me, employee is doing well. I know, right? Whenever you meet little angels oh, like that yes. in your past. Wait, so you absolutely. Didn't, so then you didn't drive anything. You just flew and left it with. I had flew like with? I had like two bags that I flew up, and then that's I all w- you could have on air train. Right? That's something like. How did you do that on a huh. flight? That's 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 wild. And then like I was mailed some stuff periodically from my mother, and then every now and then I when I would get the chance to visit. I would take like an empty suitcase and and bring some stuff back. And okay, then by the so time you did I'm like bit by bit then just kind of Yeah, but like, micro move, micro dose. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I came up here renting the room, so I really had to, honestly. Like I, I she had to thank God my mom she had space for me because she could have just been like, All right, well, we can like you, you know, you moved out, so I'm gonna get rid of your whole thing. But there was space for me to keep some of my stuff because when I would go home and be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna bring this, I'm gonna bring that, I would be looking at it like I don't think you're coming to New York either. <laughs> like, I don't think you belong. You can be the home shrine, the, the family home shrine. <laughs> That's so, so interesting. <laughs> so I so I wanted to take all of my furniture because I love my furniture. It's beautiful furniture. Yeah, you got some nice things. Right. And um, also, I kept in mind that now y'all seeing, like, the issues with the ports and manufacturing times. And if you order a couch now, it might take, like, six months and even a chair, a dining room. So I was like, I don't want to sell everything with the, with the thought that I'll like rebuy everything back in the new city. But then I'd be couchless and bedless and furnitureless for like up to six months. So that really kind of was the biggest reason. I was like, I'm just gonna keep what I have, and it was very expensive to move. Like I can't mm-hmm. even tell y'all how expensive it is to pack up a whole truck and have it move cross country. And not only that, but it was anxiety inducing to have to figure out which trucking company to go with too, because there's so many and the reviews are all over the place. Cause you know how Yelp reviews, it's like, it was amazing, the most amazing experience. And then someone else is like, I lost 31 boxes and no one's answering the phone. You know, it's like yeah. so mm-hmm. many scary stories. Um, and who do you trust? Who do you trust, you know? And then- Who do you trust? <laughs> And then the company that I went with, which I will tell you exactly who they were once all my stuff is here, because there you go, just in case, because, you know, they'd be like, oh, we lost those, you know, three boxes that we were still owed you. But I it it was kind of overwhelming, even the way they came to my house, because I paid for them to pack everything up since we were in the middle of working. It just seemed like. I could not do everything. The smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah, so I needed to kind of pay for the convenience of it. But like Dustin said, purging, cleaning, all that is so important because you pay for each box. You pay for the square footage in the truck. So the last mm-hmm. thing you want is to have boxes full of stuff that you don't even really A need. A bunch of bullshit. Right. Yeah. That's literally taking <laughs> up space and costing you more square footage of, you know, that could be empty so you won't have to pay or full of stuff that you actually need. So that's number one. And number two, another People advice. People apply that same rationale when they leave their families. But go ahead. <laughs> and number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought because you made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, here it was. Number two, 
I don't know what made me think that these men were going to come into my house like Marie Kondo and just gently fold stuff Ooh. and put it into a box and take their time. Bang, <laughs> crash, boom, just throwing Yo, it in the box. when I tell you they yeah. were just throwing stuff, I mean, it was mayhem. My heart was racing watching them just throw, like they took a lamp that was on a table and just put it in the box and then threw floor pillows on top of it. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So my advice is, yes, they're going to pack stuff up. But if you have the time, separate things into sections and how you want it packed. And if you want Mm -hmm. to save space, which is something my partner did that was genius, he bought Mm -hmm. those vacuum seal bags. Mm. And he put all our clothes in the vacuum seal bags and flattened it so that it took up less space in the boxes. And that cut us down by Lord knows how many boxes. A lot of our books took up the boxes, too. You know, so just those are some kind of tips, too. Like, because they are just going to throw everything and ram it, I would really suggest if you're someone who gets panicky like me, pack, uh, fold your clothes how you want it so their job is just to put it in the boxes and then section everything in your apartment exactly how you want it to be packed if you want all your kitchen utensils to go in this section make sure it's already out and and kind of like organized on the table because they were throwing pictures that were on my fridge with the knives and i mean it was just so they don't care they don't care you you have don't nobody care about your stuff like like you do exactly And on top of that, they ready to go. They at work. Right. You know and what I'm saying? Have, so they, they don't give like a damn. Four Throw hours. All they, they have like a yeah. four-hour window to literally put your entire apartment in these boxes. So like Dustin said, no one cares about your stuff as much as you do. So one tip that I would really give you is to not think. Pre-pack. Right. To not think that because they're packing that they're going to take their time doing so. So I would suggest doing some organization of your, of your mm. own beforehand. And... Honestly, I the trucking industry to me is just a little sketch because even after we they told us how much it was going to cost, once all the boxes were on there, they knew we couldn't measure. Mm-hmm. We couldn't measure the square footage. Like, what are we going to do? Go in and try to put a what a measuring yard in there? Like, it just wasn't going to well, work. So. Mm-hmm. Friend, just to uh, give you well, first of all, to piggyback off of what you're saying, because hey, you're giving all of the words, right? Yeah. Like, like, like from the truck to the packing. I want to know what happened with the square footage too, so don't lose your train of thought. I will, so, I will. <laughs> sorry. So the the boxes when you get your boxes, sometimes they're size. Like when I got the U-Haul boxes, they were telling me what sizes they were, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can just count like how many like small, medium, or large boxes, and then go on the website and it'll do a calculator for you depending on where you get your boxes from. So that's that's just a tip I want to add on really quick and I'll let you finish. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip, actually. But, you know, once your couch is going in and your bed, yeah, once you're there, it's like so much harder to really keep track. And I'm sure there's a way to do it. But I was already really overwhelmed. This is my first time moving like that. Obviously, we were in the middle of still recording <laughs> friend zone and insecure and the bonus episodes and things that we're doing with Target. So it was just like a lot going on that I couldn't be fully present. But I'm sure if there's a way for you to be able to calculate the square footage, even if you have to be psycho and go on the truck yourself, figure it out. Because they ended up charging us an extra damn near $3,000 because they said that we had more boxes than anticipated. But the scary part of that is how would we know that? There's no way for us to know, you know? So it was just like really we were at their mercy and that to me was... 
was weird, you know, and, and it's and they give you the same shtick too. like before you move, they say, oh, we have the lowest rates than anybody else. And be careful because other trucking companies will get you in the back end when your stuff is already on the truck. But they all do that, too. So it's almost like they try to reel you in with that, like, we're honest. We have more integrity shtick. And then everyone plays that same game of, oh, they can't really measure. We can tell them they went over, you know, whatever square footage and they owe us $3,000. Because at this point, your stuff's already on the truck. So you're not going right. to be like, take it all out <laughs> like after four right. or five hours. You're just going to pay because you just want them to just be on the on their way. So it's really overwhelming and, and predatory in a lot of ways. And of course, yeah. I don't want to make a blanket statement because I can't say the same for every trucking company because I know Cheska Lee found one that she literally had no problems with. All her stuff came in 10 days. Mine took mm. a month. <laughs> and not only did mine take a month, but they left off three boxes and my Peloton and my my out, out, outside deck furniture. Con Where is conveniently it? at back in New York at the warehouse somehow it didn't make it onto the truck so now all that has to come separately. and it's going to take another month because now we have to wait for someone that is going to hopefully be coming in this direction and they told us oh it'll be there next week and then luckily the driver who was so cool was like it's absolutely not going to be here next week because not only do I still have to drop off stuff in California I still have to drive all the way back to Jersey get your stuff and then come back to the West. And he was like, and it may very well be anywhere from three to weeks to a month. So what we did is we didn't pay them the remaining balance. We mm -hmm. just told them we'll pay them the remaining balance when our stuff like is fulfilled seat. because right. who are they, who are we to know that they'll even care to give us our stuff once they're mm -hmm. paid? Like, they could just be like, oh, send it a Peloton. That's that? what I said. I was like, wow, of all the stuff. And they didn't call us to say, hey, our apologies. Some of the stuff, it was when we noticed it. Because, of course, I'm going to notice my deck furniture missing mm -hmm. and so my Peloton. The somewhere. And then when we called them, they said, oh, yeah, we have it here. And they sent me a picture of it in the warehouse. So they weren't even going to call me to tell me. So, you know, so it's like things like that that <clears throat> give you so much anxiety and it's overwhelming because it's it's out of your control and you really are at the mercy of just like whichever company you happen to pick and you base it on the reviews and all the reviews are good and bad so you don't really know which one is the one you're going to experience from that percentage of good and that percentage of bad so those are just some tips <laughs> for so, the trucking part <laughs> if you go friend, that way i can't say what i want to say on this bonus <laughs> shout out to target hey target luckily right I, well, not luckily, but, you know, when I first moved to Brooklyn a couple years ago, I, I moved from Harlem with expansion in mind. I was like, you know what? We're expanding. There's, I get more space at the new place. There's going to be expansion. Now, it, I have expanded since then to here. And from mm -hmm. moving from here to, or from my last place to right here, I remember everything that you're saying. Like, I, it was me. <laughs> like, I was trying my hardest to find a moving company. I was Man. reading reviews. I was trying to pick out, you know, who was being biased because they didn't like the customer service or whatever. And who was right. being biased because furniture was actually missing or broken or whatever. Like I was really trying to do my due diligence. So like I experienced this a little bit last year when I was quoting like how much it would have been to move into the last place. 
And I was realizing, okay, like I'm going to have to, you know, take notes like, or this is going to take some planning. So like I had kind of a crash course from that to remember like, okay, I need to take note of like all the big furniture and how many boxes I think I'm going to be packing. So like, I remember calling, getting a quote, the dude quoted me one price. Listen, <laughs> sent me all the paperwork that and everything. That should be illegal. It should be For, illegal. Well, well, okay. So, well, here's the thing though, right? So, because that's why I had to add, uh, cut you off and add the boxes thing you're right there. He quoted me one price. And so I remember saying like, I'm over, he's overestimating, which is fine because that's a, that's still a good price, but I wasn't feeling a customer service and all that. So I was like, let me make sure day of, uh, cause I was like, you know, so is this a quote that you give me? Is this going to be the final price or day of does the rate change? And he was like, you know, day of the rate does change. Uh, we'll be in contact, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well I'm going to call you right when they show up just so we, everything we know is square. That's People right, show man. up. I let them know it's less than what they take in. Like, mind you, I packed everything. I moved everything to like the front to make it convenient. Like I'm doing every, and they were supposed to like wrap my mirrors. They were supposed to do all this stuff that they did not do. Mm-mm. So, a when it came time to charge because I only paid the deposit um at the beginning, and so then I, they had to clear insurance with my new building, a whole bunch of stuff. Right, they packed my stuff. They didn't pack my mirrors, and then I was like, these mirrors are coming. They were like, oh yeah, you have uh oh you do have two mirrors on here, and I was like, yeah, are y'all gonna wrap them? And the guy was like, uh, I think I got a blanket in the back. And then I'm just uh-uh. like, okay, so I, think I, I was like, mentally, back. I was like, I don't think these mirrors is going to make it. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? One of them did. <laughs> so like one of the mirrors did make it. But like when we got to the new place, they did not go to the front and, and talk to the people in the front. So like they came right to an entrance that they saw and like started like moving the stuff like super unprofessional. Like, Just so they tied unloading. up an elevator, right. got me in trouble with the building. The dude was like, you know, normally like, you know, like I'm not, I'm like not trying to like up, big up on you, but like you get fine for this, but like you good. It's your first date. And I was like, all right, thank you, bro. Cause like, whoa, fine. What? Um, I can't stand people like that. If I'm not in danger, don't nothing, say don't be, don't be telling me no shoulda woulda shoulda. <laughs> yeah, just could. let me know and we do good. It. You don't gotta tell me that just you're doing do me a solid or nothing. It's like cool, right? Like, yeah. So then, while trying Ooh. to hold the door open, the dude took one of my mirrors off. And he's trying to hold the door open with a mirror, with a glass mirror. He's trying to hold a door open, <laughs> and the door like. Like it hit the back of his sneaker, and so then he tried to catch the door while holding the mirror, and it cracked. And I was like, "What? How did we?" And then he goes and puts it up against this tree and thinks he, I'm not gonna see it. And then like the wind blows <laughs> and knocks it over again. And I was like, "So what are you gonna do now? Like, like what are you oh gonna do God. now?" And I'm mad because you know they ask you if, if you want to do the insurance on at the front end, and I'm thinking like I didn't read these reviews, I didn't got my, I didn't pack this stuff myself. Like I ain't gonna need no Famous insurance. Last they, go, they gonna wrap, <laughs> they gonna wrap this stuff. Like I didn't ask to do the questions. Like I done made a list for them. I'm thinking I've done all my due diligence, and I and <laughs> I did not. And literally, the wind blew, and the wind blew, and th- and that's all she wrote. Wow. So More basically, the takeaway from this from this section of the conversation is: even if you hire movers and or packers, you still got to pack your stuff yourself. Please, you have as to. You definitely have to pack your, your stuff things. yourself. Mm-hmm. Protect your things. Prepare your things for transit for travel. Because again. No one cares about your stuff the way that you do. So when you hire these moving companies that offer you the world, you know, pots of gold at the end of the rainbow, 
you still got to get you some bubble wrap, yep. some styrofoam, whatever, for the corners, tape, and wrap your things. Just in Mind case. you, I just had some. Yep, it's true. Because <laughs> yeah. we definitely like, bought bubble wrap just in case because they were wrapping a lot of our glassware and stuff with paper. And the oh, and newspaper and then putting um, um, tape around it. And I was telling the guy, how is that going to protect the glass part? And he was like, listen, I've been doing this for many years. And that's the other thing, too. Don't be afraid to speak up because they were wrapping a lot of my stuff with the tape raw. And anyone that knows that leaves residue like mm -hmm. they wrapped um, my something from my desk and my desk is like really nice wood you know oh, like no. you can't do that raw with the tape you got to put the the packing mm -hmm. blankets over first right and mm -hmm. then wrap the tape so the packing blankets they're much easier to pull the tape off of and they don't leave residue that's the point of a blanket so don't be afraid even if they hit you with the oh i've been doing this a long time that's fine sir i'm sure you have but this is but going you only to got do. one time to break my exactly because they wrapped my peloton that way and i and <laughs> And unfortunately, I caught it kind of late, so it was full of that brown tape all over. So I know when I get it oh, no. and I start unwrapping it, it's going to have that residue that's really hard to get off. Like, you can get yeah. a damp blanket and get most of it, but you know it's never going to be the same. Like, it's just going to have that all over. So things like that, you know, mirrors, things, like, don't be afraid to speak up. I know that this is their job and it is something that they do, but at the end of the day, this is your stuff. You know, there you go, and, right and that's just what stuff. that is, I right? Think, I think definitely planning, like as much at the farther, the farthest ahead that you can get from moving, like you need to start I'm looking talking a year out, like yes. like literally start yes. looking at furniture. You don't even you don't even gotta buy it. You just need to know how much things cost, how long they take, like windows. You just mm -hmm. need to be aware of all of these things at some point. So like literally manifestation is real. So manifest your dream apartment in the year that you plan on moving but like you know there's a timeline that you just really have to work on getting the footing of and i just haven't fully gotten it yet i feel like i'm almost there i don't <laughs> want to be a master at it but i really think that planning will help you in some sort of way because even Always. though my moving experience wasn't the best i was still able to like fran said i was able to go through a lot of my stuff and 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 purge because i remember mm -hmm. being like all right well there's some things that don't have to come and I came here and then I was able to get some new stuff and I was like, well, thank God I didn't bring X, Y, and Z because now you know, I wouldn't have room for all of this. So right. definitely plan as much as you can if you can. Uh, word of mouth, I would say. I I don't know if that works well, but like I, I felt like I just needed to start asking people that moved. Like I was like, you know what? I need to just, whenever I move next, I'm going to ask whoever moved because the last time when I first moved to Brooklyn, actually, um, Jay recommended my movers and everything was all good in the hood. Like, Terrence was it Terrence? Yep, I love Terrence. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> he moved me from everything was from, all good. Uh, Harlem to Brooklyn, so I Harlem love him. to Shout Brooklyn. Out to Terrence, <laughs> Shoot. right with his van. I wish he moved cross country. I'm gonna tell you oh, something listen, else too. Me too. When when you and you start getting your numbers together and thinking about the money and the the resources you're gonna need, Same. whatever number you come up with, double it. Real yes. for real. It's so make true. your make your number and then start early. Start saving early enough so that you can double whatever that figure is that you had in your head, so that you have money on hand and got to find it. 
to mm-hmm. do things as these prices become more and more exorbitant and increased more and inflated more as you move along. Yep. So if you think you you need about ten thousand dollars to move, start a little earlier and try to save twenty. That's, That's the, what you need to do. Let me tell you, because you and there's so many extra costs that you forget about. You mm-hmm. know, like. Oh, yeah, especially things like that, where the trucker was like, you owe $3,000 more. What would have happened if that we had just saved just enough for what they originally quoted us? We would have been asked out with a truck full of our stuff. So I told y'all a that. couple of weeks ago what I would have had to do to get the money. So you're <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now that we have talked about preparing and deciding what to take and then deciding how to take it, here's another question I have for y'all. How exactly. did y'all decide... How did y'all find the place you were moving to? Did you move? Did you like visit the new city and find it? Did you just do it online? Did, was it like a referral? Did a friend have to go see it for you? How did y'all pick your new apartment? My sister uh, lived here. She not here because I ain't even in New York right now. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister lived in New York and she was able to help me get my situation together before I came. Amen. Here. Yeah. So um, gave me the best start ever, you know what I mean? And just really helped me figure some things out. So that was a blessing. But everybody's not going to have that. Right. So we didn't. Moving part of moving, uh, moving away from what's familiar and from what you come from, that's a, a big boy, big girl, big person mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a large undertaking. Um, Especially when so you're young. A, you were young doing yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be brave and, you know, put your big boy undies on and do what you got to do. So... It's, it's best if you can take on the move and execute it without a safety net of someone already there to leave on. You know, I was blessed and lucky. God don't play by me. <laughs> and so I was able to have that. You know what I mean? But everybody's not going to have that. So just, you know, be brave with it. Yep. Just move. Everything's new. Don't be afraid of the newness of figuring out the logistics of your move. I love that. What about you, Asante? How <laughs> did you find a actually, new place? <laughs> that was actually what I leaned into. Like, just the wonder of experiencing something new. Like, I know it was probably, like, super terrifying for a lot of people, but when I was in high school, came to visit New York on, like, uh, two trips. They were, like, theater trips. We'd go, like, see shows, <laughs> take the train, uh, go see, like, little monuments. Like, I remember it was, like, the first time I got to see Rockefeller Center and Radio City Hall. I'm like, oh, wow, the lights. And it was just <laughs> such a ridiculous time. So then after that in high school, after high school, I came back to visit because this uh, this woman I used to work at Old Navy with, excuse me, at my old job, she she lived in New York. She or she moved back to New York. She was like, you know, I'm moving back to New York. You know, you gotta come come visit. And I was on the air train. I was like, yo, I can get this cheap ticket, standby. So I would come visit her. And I was like, you know, there's just something about New York that like I just can't stop coming up here. So, <laughs> you know, I just I gotta make a move, and I made that move. And when it was time to move to New York, actually. Um, I met XD online on the, the interwebs oh and we became God, really cool. So and we were both just like, uh, cause he was living in, he was living upstate at the time or Connecticut maybe. And he was like, I'm going to move back to the city. And I was like, I want to move to the city. He was like, we should move to the city. And I was oh. like, let's go. But like, sweetie, let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> he, he had a, a friend that already had a place and he was like, you know, I'm going to move, you know, this month. And I was like, well, shoot, you know, I'm going to move now then. And I'm going to stay at the place you go stay at. And I'm going to just be out by the time you get there. So it was like really just throwing caution to the wind and trying to make something work, which is something, which is why when people ask me how to do certain things, I'm like, listen, 
it's like an adrenaline rush that you gotta I I can't teach you or tell you the steps because it's really mm-hmm. just being able to be present and say like I'm gonna work this out. And that's what right. I did. I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna Her. stay where I'm gonna stay in this uh mm-hmm. dwelling and then once I get from that dwelling to the next dwelling, like I'm gonna make a way because New York City is just <laughs> there I can't stop thinking of a musical in my head and I don't wanna say it out loud, but mm-hmm. there was just something about New York City that made me want to be here. And I just could not, every day that I like got on the train and was uncomfortable about anything or hated going to work, I still said, this is where I want to be. Like I literally relocated to this place. So the drive to stay here is real. Like the passion is real. Oh, so wait, Friend. so you crashed somewhere first before deciding where to move to? Is what I crashed saying? somewhere yeah, I crashed somewhere and then I like looked up room rentals. Oh my god. Okay, that this makes is sense. so funny because I remember when XD went with me to the room rental place. <laughs> because since we're talking about uh things that you gotta be aware of, right? Re- be aware when you're renting rooms. Like some of those are scams as well. It's not something that I feel like is uh it's not something that's like vetted properly because it's not something that's really supposed to be happening in certain buildings, but it happens. And uh, New York City don't do a whole lot about it all the time, I should say. <laughs> so I-, I went to this agency about renting a room. This agency, Ooh. I couldn't tell if they were fraudulent or not. That's the hard and part. I just remember, <laughs> especially in New yeah, York. Yeah, I just remember it. <laughs> Especially in New York, and I just got here, so that's why you know XD had to come. You know, I was like, you know, this is my New York friend, and so the minute I asked this man something, I was like, you know, so how do you find these places? Like, I guess he thought that I was trying to like steal his directory, and he was like, you don't ask me how I find these places and started going off on me, and I'm like, well, maybe I should not go here. Like, and then XD was just like, oh, he's getting mad for somebody that's doing something that's legal, right? And I was just like, yeah, we got to go. Like, And I didn't go with this place, but I went to another place and it was crazy because the next place that I went to, the guy working there, he was super cool. He owned it. He was like Afro-Latino. He was like, you know, I've got some spots. Some of them might not be for you, but I got this two-week program. You can literally look at as many places as you want for up to two weeks. And then once you find a place that you like, you if you don't like it in the next two weeks, you could come back and I'll find you another place. And I was like, all right, well, cool. cool. Yeah, you, so you pay him a fee up front. So that's why he makes it sweet because, you know, you don't want to pay somebody and then you just ain't going to be nowhere. So he lets you look at all these places. And after looking at a lot of places... I found a small dwelling that I called home for about nine months oh. before I wow. got bug- bed bugs and then a oh, baby, no. which I did not realize was a real New York thing. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I didn't realize it was a real Welcome thing home. until New York. That was crazy. <laughs> and then after that nine months, the next room that I rented, I was in for like eight or nine years. Like it was like, all right, perfect location, perfect, perfect quiet, neighbors. perfect neighbors, perfect ambiance <laughs> on the sidewalk, like perfect deli across the street, R.I.P. Majestic. With a perfect staff. <laughs> Shout out to the Majestic yes. Deli. Yes. And the scams part you mentioned was so real because I was actually listening to uh, Jaden XD and he was sharing how he had found... <laughs> He was looking at a place like years ago when he first came to and and he had found something, I think, on Craigslist, which is another tricky place because there might really be apartments there. But you don't know if it's an apartment. Okay, (laughs) you got to take your chance. Big listings. Okay, And he said that he called them and it was like this perfect apartment in the city and the price was like so low. But the catch was that the people traveled and just needed the right to come back sometimes. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next, he was like, what? Like, come back? Like, I just, you just crash in the room with me? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, we I just... don't care what Janet Jackson said. Don't come back to me. Okay. <laughs> so you'll hear a lot of funny stories and also really scary stories, too. Like, I know Shannon, our good friend Shan Booty, shared a story once of a listing she had found and she sent in all the paperwork and it seemed legit and then when it came to the day for her to move in she got there and nobody was there the number she called to be like hey i'm here like what's going on it was no longer in service and she realized even when she tried to email it bounced back like it was just all these things happening and she realized that she had gotten scammed out of like 7k which was like the deposit for the first month's rent and the you know security deposit and so how can you do that to a person like, i mean how could you just do it's that just really person? insane so it's a, it's it's similar to the trucking thing it's like you're at the mercy of a lot of different people which can make it scary but then you have cool situations like mine where i had been prepping for a year just looking on Zillow and all those apartment apps and and just kind of getting an idea of neighborhoods. You know, I flew to Portland three times throughout the year just so that I can actually visualize the neighborhoods and see them and see like, okay, I like this one. I didn't like this one. And just went on around seeing different houses. Do I want to live in a building? Do I want to live, you know, by the mountains? Do I want to live close to the city? And was able to narrow it down to a couple neighborhoods and then put those in to the apartment and housing apps so that it would aggregate more of exactly what I was looking for. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I found one and it was very millennial of us because I really got it sight unseen. I I never saw the house I moved into. I literally saw it on the app. He did a virtual tour. And took me around the house on FaceTime. <laughs> and I just had to pray, you know, that he was not going to run away with my deposit and that this lease was legit. And, um, you know, I luckily we had like two or three friends that lived here that were able to kind of drive by and everything seemed legit. And threatened the agent. <laughs> and, you know, do your research, too. Like, I Googled the company, made sure it existed, you know, even looked on their Facebook page to see if there was any engagement with prior tenants. You know, you got to do your due mm-hmm. diligence. Look mm-hmm. for their Twitter. What are they tweeting about? Is this Let a person? I yeah. looked up the actual agent and Googled him and checked to see if he had any socials and, like, literally just was, like, obsessively looking at everything that, that had to do. Checks. Background checks. You name Ooh. it. And so I, you know, pulled the trigger and it all worked out beautifully. The guy's actually really, (laughs) (laughs) the guy actually turned out to be (laughs) with the dusting gun. (laughs) 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 And I, and I, like he turned out to be a dream, just a really nice guy. It's a small business. It's just him and his partner and they only do like five listings, you know, like, so it's very small. So you get customized attention, even with things once I moved in, you know, you move into a new house, there's certain things that they're going to miss. And I told him about Mm -hmm. it and they came and fixed it immediately. So everything has just been really smooth and the house is beautiful. It's actually even nicer than I thought it was on the virtual tour and in in the apps. Um, So it actually worked out beautifully. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, you just never know. Like, even though I had a hard time with the trucking, everything with the house and the apps worked out seamlessly for me and even better than anticipated. And so 
that's the thing with moving. You're just like, you're going to get some good things. You can get some bad things and just kind of, kind of how it I'm goes. Glad, right? I'm glad the virtual tour part worked out for you because the last <laughs> place that I was in, I think uh, my roommate looked at the, my, or Max roommate looked at the, the place and then I did like the virtual tour and we was on a time crunch. So I was kind of like, all right, right. Fine. always on a time crunch. <laughs> That's what gets us. <laughs> and God, I was. Because, baby, I will never forget living next to that park and that train and, like, packages. I just remember thinking to myself, <laughs> I know better than this to have just, like, blindly moved into this place because I had to do, like, a virtual tour. But And so in moving to this place, I remember tediously looking through like pictures, YouTube videos, finding floor plans, going on, yeah. like going to tour places. Like I was doing all of that before I moved. Cause I was like, this ain't going to be You're a gonna, repeat you of last know. time. And you know, what's another tip, <laughs> Google maps, Google maps, put in the address Simple. of the home and look at the neighborhood, especially if you're not familiar with the city, look around. Remember that house I told y'all. And when I looked in Google maps, it showed that it was across from a cemetery I wouldn't have known yeah. that if I didn't put that in. I would have literally gotten the house and then learned that as I moved in. Not that there's anything wrong with a cemetery. When I tweeted about it, a lot of people were like, that sounds great. You got quiet neighbors. <laughs> now, what if now what if that picture was from 2010 and now there's like a strip mall there? <laughs> then you're going to have right. more questions. Like, did they build this on no, top I heard of the a thing. I heard of things dying down at a certain time of day. <laughs> But I you know, know it was a each, literal interpretation. To each their yeah. own. But for me, I knew that I wasn't quite comfortable with living directly across, like where I'm waking up in the morning, opening up my window and it's tombstones. Like that just something about that. I was like, I don't know. So, <laughs> but that's why you should, oh, you should use things like the apps if you cannot, move, you know, visit the city before moving and literally go through all the streets around it. Google to see if there's supermarkets yeah, nearby, yeah. transportation, things that you'll need, you know, day-to-day -day things, markets. Um, for me, I literally went around the whole neighborhood and just checked out to see what it looks like. And I saw, oh, yeah. this is a really quiet, suburban, peaceful neighborhood. All I saw was a lot of houses, cute, uh, one cute little strip where there was food and things, post office, uh, you know, like all the little things that you'll need, practical things, hospitals, whatever the case may corner be, store. corner stores, mm -hmm. so little parks, you know, so check cashing, check <laughs> mm -hmm. UPS stores, you know, for UPS your PO stores. boxes, all of the things, beauty supply, beauty supply, yes. Target, mm -hmm. like you name it, hey Target, so. Obviously, mm -hmm. do your research, and, and the, the beauty is that we do have access to the internet and all these apps that can literally help you out so much. Yes, we so do. that's one of my yes. tips. And Google, Google those local um, police departments, Google the local news for the areas and the neighborhoods and see what comes up so you can get you know, a good gauge and sense of what the temperament and tone of the area is. That's these true. are all really important things. And it's even on facts. Twitter, too, you know, I, t I actually, you know what I did? I tweeted the neighborhood. On Twitter, I wrote, not tweeted, I mean, I wrote in the browser the neighborhood, the name of the neighborhood and even the street and saw what tweets came up about it. And Yeah, that's a good one. And it friend. was really cool because it was casually people being like, oh, I live in such and such neighborhood and it's so blah, blah, blah. And just their, their 
daily conversations just about what was going on. Even the police reports pop up of like what's going on in that neighborhood as far as crime or not. Like Fireman really just Twitter surprisingly was actually really helpful. Yeah, exactly. Or like the citizens app where you can like put in your neighborhood. <laughs> but I don't know if you want to read that because it might make you not want to live anywhere. Have you it's opened so the citizens app out there? Does it, it is work out there? No. I can't sleep. I don't uh, even want to try to be honest. Good, good. <laughs> but those are yeah. tips for, for finding a place, which is pretty cool because we had three completely different experiences. I did Sight Unseen. Asante just went and Led, was led by faith and crashed somewhere and then Dustin had someone that luckily could kind of survey the land for him before he got there so once you got to the city that you moved into how did you, did it match up your expectations and I'm curious too what made you pick the cities like why did y'all pick New York I know Asante shared a little bit of the magic of it but what was the thing that finally made you decide like this is it I'm moving to New York and I'm moving now I wanted to do, I wanted to make a pivot in my career. Um, I was working at the time in labor relations mm. and I did not want to do that no more. Real. So <laughs> I wanted to do something creative. Um, and New York was a, a, a hub of all things creative. Mm. And I was like, this is where I need to be. A lot of people, because I wanted to act at the time, which I still do, but I wanted to act at the time and a lot of people were encouraging me to consider Los Angeles right. New York. It was something about the accessibility in New York, you know, um, with the trains and with just, it just, New York just felt like it was a smarter choice for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it ended up being, it was, it was actually the best move I ever made. Oh, so I love that. did it live up to my expectations? Absolutely. And it exceeded them because there was a lot of, while I knew that I was going to make some changes in my career, there was a lot of personal growth and personal development that took place when I moved to New York. Mm -hmm. um, just from all the new experiences and the new kinds of people that I was encountering and um, this new situation, the new situations rather that I would find myself in that would kind of push my limits and my personal boundaries of, of judgment or lack of judgment or, you know, just it really made me ask myself a lot of questions fundamentally. And I'm so, so grateful for that part of the process because it's just so funny how things go together eventually in the end. That personal growth and personal development ended up lending itself to career opportunities yep. and, and growth, you know, exponentially. Uh, and so that was what was most special about moving to New York for me. You know what I mean? It was it was a move and then it was a moving on. Mm, come place. on. So, Were you yeah. sad? The first couple of weeks, did it take any adjustment of like, man, I'm not in Detroit? Nah. No, you felt good. Mm -mm. Like, this is it. Peace out. <laughs> and I was too busy looking around. You know, you can tell when somebody first moved to New York because they just be looking. They be looking <laughs> around. Looking around. So that's it. what I was doing. I was too busy taking every all the newness in mm. and um, really finding my way and finding my footing. If you really, if this this is something that would be specific to people with that experience of moving to New York. But when you think back to when you first moved to New York and then you look at yourself 10 years later or however many years later it's been for you, you really, the path that it took for you to figure out kind of where your space in New York is, like who your people are, what places you like to hang out, um, you know, what things you want to have access to. It's just so weird how you had to go this way, to go this way, right. to go this way, right. to end up finding your groove um and it's just it's just a really really cool place to move so that was my new york you know takeaway i love it what about you asante 
What made you decide on New York and what made you decide at the time that you did it? Well, like I said, as you said, the, the magic, I, I really had to leave everything that I knew because I felt like the South was so rewarding. I was like, you know, there's so much talent here. There's so much like, uh, you know, because everybody making music was out there. Obviously, TV has continued to grow exponentially since I've been gone. But like, I just remember Atlanta booming. But I thought to myself, even though ATL's on this boom, I still, because I am young, like I have to feel whatever it is about New York that I was feeling when I visited. And so from that, I just had to, I was like, I have to move up there. I have to, you know, really stretch myself because I was really into music. You know, I wanted to be an A&R and honestly, I would still love to work for a label um, or own a label. Shit. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) I really just love, I've always had such a passion for artists and their art and everything that goes into making a record or even uh, just the vibing. Like I like watching all of that. So New York, because the pulse was so musical to me from the people playing music on the trains or uh, beating down the block in Times Square or Union Square Park or wherever. I just remember New York being alive and thinking to myself like, okay, I'm in this crazy place that's like, it's not like where I'm from. So like, what am I doing here? And I remember thinking to myself like, I'm, I'm, I'm adding to this melting pot because New York is a place where everybody is somebody and they're not trying to be like, everybody's just trying to be themselves. Everybody's just trying to make it. So like to, to Dustin, like it's for me, it's the New York for me. Like I can't talk <laughs> about like relocating anywhere else, but like New York, the part that really solidified me being here though, what were the, is the struggles. Like every time I've struggled in New York, there's been like some sort of like dance of some sort that happens like because it's almost like you're feeling that pressure build. And so it's like, are you going to explode or are you going to release? Like, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to make it to the next level? Like, how are you are you going to fold? And it's like New York when it's like you don't fold, you find some way to like make peace with your situation or get through it or whatever. It's like New York rewards you. Like, I, I, I can't even talk. I can't even speak to it. It's just magical. Like New York just has this. It just has its way. Like I've been down and out, but oh boy, when New York holds me up, it, I just feel up. And it, I feel that way when I go home to visit Atlanta. Like I'm like, oh, this is Atlanta, like my home, like I'm home. But then I'm ready to go back to New York, my other home where I've been for so <laughs> long and I've been part of that pulse. And you decided it because it was you just felt like it was just that time. You were like, it's time to move. It was just, it was just that time. Like Atlanta was really running its course for me. Like I was, it was after college for you, right? Like right after it it was in the middle of college. In the middle. Okay. Gotcha. So I did a couple of years and then I was like, I'm not really trying to do this no more. I have to, (laughs) I have to get out of, I have to get out of this city. I have to stretch myself and really Mm -hmm. say like, I can be an adult and prioritize and grow and not like feel stifled and stunted. Cause I feel like in the South, Maybe because I had family, I felt like I was, um, I don't know, I felt like I was stunted in somehow. Like, maybe because people in the South are so judgmental. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I can't be here. Like, I used to listen to the radio and they would make, like, they would talk about little random things. And I'd be like, I can't listen to this. I can't be here no more. Like, I have to go somewhere else. And I remember New York being the market where it was like, okay. Like, now I get to go to the legendary SOBs. Like, you know, like, 
Like yeah. I get to experience what this era is here and like it's part of a culture and like I felt so strongly about that part of it. Like I just had to make that move. Even though I was 21, it's like, I don't know if I could just, I just knew New York was next or what. Because Atlanta still is Atlanta, but like I just, I, I can't regret anything that I've done since I've been in New York or any of the things that I've oh. been a part of or witnessed or, you know. It's a great place. Been here for the era. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, opposite. Obviously, I'm coming from someone damn near being in New York for 40 years, you know, with little bits and pieces in other cities. But for the most part, this has been home base and born and raised um, in Harlem and moved to Brooklyn in my 30s. And I love New York. Like y'all, everything y'all described, it is magical. It is alive. You end up having the most random days where you just wake up, don't have anything planned, and somehow ends up being one of the best days of your life because you just bump into the coolest people that you had never seen, never met, just being at the right place at the right time. It's just one of those cities, and you end up having so many nights like that, and it's just like nothing compares. And I... (laughs) funny enough but right right funny enough i kept thinking like <laughs> if i do have kids you know i i'm sad that they wouldn't grow up in new york because i think anyone that doesn't experience it is lame <laughs> no shame but new york is just that place to me and i just be like man my kids are, are low-key gonna miss out you know but it is what it is because i have it in me you know like i still represent that and they'll still have that piece and New York was amazing, but the pace of it was perfect for growing up. You know, it made me sharp. Obviously, I I have a different kind of street smart and navigation skills. I can literally make it anywhere, any country. You know, I'm a hustler because of it. But it's also that energy that you kind of want to lay down after a while. You know, like it's a lot of surviving, hustling, grinding. It's that like energy battery in your back. Like that's just what we do in New York. And then there comes a time where you're like, okay, I just very waiting to exhale. You know, like when <laughs> when can I just like not do that? And I want to breathe and I want to wake up and and see trees and plants and there's literally nothing because that too, you know, I, there's not a building in front of me where I'm looking at the back of bricks. Like I just, I needed a tree. I needed to be able to go for a walk without people yelling at me about what my butt looks like. I needed to <laughs> be wow. able to, you know, be 10 minutes away from a mountain where if I needed some oxygen, some air, some movement for my body, I could do that. And it just was like a new pace that I felt like it was time for something more natural something more nature-based and something that my nervous system could ease into because new york will have you on 10 every day and there's and it's helpful especially when you're in the in the era of your life where you're trying to build something you know you need to be on 10 you need to be on heightened alert and it's and it's energy that is in alignment with building but then there comes a time where you're like, I am very proud of what I've built. <laughs> I'm very proud of who I've become. I want to enjoy it. And it doesn't mean that I'm yes. like retired because obviously you can still build even with this easeful energy, but it's a different kind of building. You know, this is more of an internal 
mental health, human development building sure. from the inside out. Whereas New York is from the outside in, like you're externally mm, getting it. True. And now I'm internally getting it. And so that's kind of like what this era of my life is, is feeling into is shifting into my forties. And so that's why I made the switch from East coast to West coast. And even the weather, like, just you know chiller there's no harsh winters there's no harsh snow like i don't have to deal with that no more i don't have to take the train like i can actually Your get a friend. little car here because i can drive because ain't no cab gonna cut me off and start honking at me <laughs> calling me all kinds of names because i can't drive well <laughs> <laughs> me and asante know about being called names by cab drivers, but i um I appreciate that for you, friend. And I think your experience is one that's pretty unique and thus noteworthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because you moved at a time where, where preparedness was on your side, yes. right? Like you had resources available. Amen. You, had, um, you, were, you were mature, you know what I mean, in, in your, your strategy yep. of moving and all of those things. So that's a, pre a pretty different moving experience mm -hmm. that people don't, because we always tell these struggle stories or we always tell like how I had to come here and you know, figure it out or whatever, and and that has been a, a very exciting part of the process. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there is something to be said for the easefulness of saying, "Hey, I was able to actually sit back, plan." Yes, I ran into some unforeseen occurrences, right. but I was able to plan and thus execute this move efficiently. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times, even when people move in their thirties. It's usually um, based on necessity, you right? Know, like Circumstance. I had my job move me here, or right. whatever. But this but was like an intentional choice, yeah. Yeah. And what a That's blessing! Dope, yeah, and it's a blessing, like you said, to have the resources to do that because I also understand that that's not everybody's situation, and I'm very thankful that I was able to do that, mm -hmm. especially once you calculate how much that move costs. Let me tell you, yeah. this is someone's that's salary. That's when you start feeling all right about it. That's when all that grateful and gratitude, I'm going I'm to okay. complain because I'm thinking about the money I spent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard this complaint. Talk so, about yeah. new month, new blessings. You know, I'm very, very thankful. And like you said, to look back, I, I was sitting on the porch the other day, you know, with my persimmon tree and watching a squirrel steal mm -hmm. them because they're thieves out here these little squirrels and no I'm kidding it's their tree it's all good but I was sitting on the porch <laughs> <laughs> and I was like man this is crazy how you can really just make these choices these decisions that are so life altering like for me to have just been in Flatbush you know waiting on the two train and then a month later I'm sitting on a porch like sweeping off leaves in a completely different <laughs> city. It's just a wow, you know, like whoa. The juxtaposition of all of that. It is right? just fascinating. You're really making me think. Fascinating. You're making me think of all the kids that I met when I was younger that moved from New York and how they were like, y'all got trees and stuff down here. And it I would think so to myself, exciting. like, <laughs> and I, and this is before I had visited. I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, but we got like, you know, roads and stuff. It's not like, it's not like where you're at now. So like where you're yeah. at, it's like completely different. So like to go from that to Atlanta was one thing, but like to go from that to where you're at, baby, I know you are just soaking it all <laughs> and up. And it's like, very you grass is greener too, you know, because I'm sure people that grew up like this, like you guys grew up closer to this lifestyle where you guys had houses, yeah. you had your cars, you had, you know, cute neighborhoods, nice everything. 
And so space. for you, it was like, I'm looking for something different. I'm looking for more Free energy. Parking. I'm looking for more community. You know, I'm looking for more social aspect. <laughs> right. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm looking for the softness. I'm looking for the slowdown. And it's like, I think you're always going to look for what you didn't have. So it, it made me laugh pull, even the, the right the project manager house manager of this house like he was like it's so funny seeing you so excited because you have a linen closet <laughs> i have a driveway and a garage <laughs> and a porch and he was like you're it's awesome to to be able to experience this with you like he was so into it because he was like you're so thankful and he said anyone else that he would have rented this out to would have just been like, cool, how many bedrooms? All right, cool, porch, da 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 da. And it's just like what it is because they're used to this. This is their life. But he's like seeing your eyes, like you're just like, look how big Bright this room eyes. is. Yes. <laughs> look, look, you should be like, I'll show you some places in New York that'll make you understand oh, why. Sir. Let me tell you, there's some people that have a fucking fridge in the tub. Like, I mean, it's I'm coming from different. Okay. Even now, though, friend. <laughs> I can tell you started nesting. I'm not trying to blow your spot up, but like mm-hmm. we can see your background. So like <laughs> I see how you have how you have your plants, all your things on the shelf, your bins you for your see? things. Like there's just a place for your space, things, girl. Space yeah. like it's and, and, yeah. I, and it really let me know like as magical as New York is, we really do live on top of each other, and you sacrifice space. For the social for aspect, sure. you know, like you, for I sure. didn't even, ha- you know, in my last apartment that it was so beautiful, it didn't have closets. As beautiful <laughs> as it was, it did not have closets, which was insane to think about. And so now this house has so many. I have a walk-in closet. I was organizing my sneakers and my hoodies and my t-shirts. And I was like, I have a whole rack that just my t-shirts can go on. <laughs> like What? <laughs> But this is, you know, this is not new to y'all. Like, so that's what I'm saying. I think it's funny how we come from different circumstances and will in turn look for different things as we get older and shift into more of who we are and what we need. And so I love that we have these perspectives because they're just so different for all of us. And this is where the blend between like the this is this is where the personal changes took place for me right like because there was a huge lifestyle change moving to new york city coming huge. from michigan right coming from all those closets and all of those you know what i'm saying <laughs> a all dining the room and a living room and a kitchen yeah like. <laughs> so being forced to have to learn like relearn how to live with less mm-hmm. how to live with those certain conveniences it changes who you are fundamentally. Absolutely. And so that is where it just, that's one of the, even though it's really crappy at times, you know, I don't have time to put away all of my things that I love to go to Target <laughs> and buy. But, you know, I I just, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the way that, that like the wherewithal that it taught me and the, you know, the just, it just makes you a little bit more thorough. And, and I you're homeless too. To you're home, not homeless, homeless. Well, I'm not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, friend. I'm not. I gotta. I got That's why stay. you at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Being in New York, you're not home as much. You know what I mean. You are so not. You are New not, Yorkers treat sure. their home like a place to rest their head because they ain't, they're not home like that. And so this is a very different yeah. experience. People here be home, okay? So home. they need the space. They're in the suburbs. They much to to do and go but in new york Child, people here be you just need your need closet <laughs> to be well i mean now mm-hmm. things are a little no, different no. we've been home but <laughs> <laughs> but here's my last question and then we can we can close this conversation out because i think it's literally been perfect mm-hmm. 
you're in your new cities. How did you make friends? That's the biggest question everyone gets, especially as you're older. How do you make friends when you're older? How do you do that? Where did you start? I threw myself into, remember, I, I'll make this quick because mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but I threw myself. <laughs> I was just playing. I love being here talking with Target. Uh, I threw myself into my career pursuits. And fortunately, I met a bunch of cool people like you guys along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I carried some of those relationships beyond whatever the experience, the shared experience that we had into each other's personal lives. You know, we really became friends and lifelong friends at that. So that's just how I did it. I don't think there's any rule or rubric to follow when it comes to making friends as an adult late in life. To be honest with you, it's a heck of a lot easier making friends as an adult Mm. because you don't feel bad about opting out at will. Like, you I could be that. like, ah, nope, didn't like what you showed me. Peace out. We I are like no that. longer communicating. Right. You know, and whereas when you're younger, you kind of mull over those decisions internally a little bit more. Um, and so, but yeah, New York, it was very easy to find friends because New York is such a social, interactive so place. So easy. The train, you end up in conversation yeah. in the elevator. Ooh. I mean, it's so easy. Lounges, You can bars. find friends and you can find special friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What about you, Asante? How'd you make friends once you got to New York? Well, on top of, like Dustin said, New York being interactive, I've always been annoying. I've always just <laughs> talked to people or I've always had this look on my face that welcomes people to talk to me and yes. tell me random things. Like, yeah, I've just always had this demeanor about me. So from being at work and the girl that I think that I hate talking to me too and telling me too much of her business <laughs> and then inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> that took you back, didn't it? Easter egg for friends on listeners that have been for a while. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so upset. So to go from talking to people at work and then decide, you know, like, oh, you know, this is going to be something I'm going to be hanging out with or being in like random places and talking to people about nothing and then decide, you know what, we're going to be cool. Like <laughs> New York has just always been a place where some stranger has like happened upon me and we've just, dis- and like, we have just made some sort of pact that we're going to be cool for whatever the time period is. Like I've, I've literally met people like in restaurants, like at yep. bars, like, like just random places and the street. Like on Even the train, just walking down the street, you'll start walking talking. down the, walking really, really down the street, <laughs> New York. I love New York. I just can't say any, like, even though New York has done some, or I've been in some bad places since I've been here, Child. there have been so many beautiful <laughs> things that have happened in this city. Like, I, yeah. I'm so glad that this is a place that I relocated to because that was one thing I remember thinking about in the beginning. Like, wow, what if I move here and not only do I fail, but like, I just turned off or I, I just feel like I can never go back there and show my face. I don't know. I just had fears of failing and not wanting to do anything ever again and be stunted. So I'm glad that I came here. I literally saw and I have conquered, but I know that there is so much more to, to conquer. It's the climb. <laughs> well, I ain't there yet as far as making friends because I've only been here for two weeks. But I will say what I'm learning because I am such a homebody and I'm not like, I'm not socially awkward. So it's not like I... I don't know how to move in a room like I'm very easy to chill with and talk to and meet people but I'm an introvert who isn't gonna put herself out there either 
So it's going to be interesting to see how I'm going to make these connections, especially living in a city like this, that it isn't New York, where there are not a million people walking down the street. You don't need no more friends. I mean, I, I feel that way, too. But I, was, but I need you're to straight. know somebody. <laughs> no, I, you know, I feel like you're straight. We can when, come out there. You're straight. But here's what's when, cool. When you, when you meet that somebody, you're going to know. Like, you're going to be and like. And it's true because I've even, like. Like, okay, so Crystal had come to Portland a couple years back, part of this organization that brings... <laughs> I remember Do you that. remember that? And it's part of I this organization that. of black women who bring black women to places that they don't think black people are at. And then they curate experiences. <laughs> and it's genius, honestly. And it, I think it's a way to open black people's minds to where else they can live in the country. So genius. So the girl that she met, on that program lives in Portland. And so when she saw that I moved here and she saw my post on IG and heard me talking about it on the podcast, she contacted me and said, I would love to take you out to dinner with me and my girls. <laughs> wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. And so wonderful. I, you know, I had that little ping in my body, like, oh my God, kind of like the new kid in high school that walks through the cafeteria and everyone well, already knows unaware. each other. Am I right? cool enough? <laughs> that feeling. And you can fight, though, friend. Huh? <laughs> you can fight. So you'd be all right. So you and I can fight. <laughs> you're all right. You're all right. Always. She can handle herself. Light on her feet. Shout out to Shy Santiago. you be like, I'm light on my feet. <laughs> But honestly, it was cool that she reached out and is offering that. And I'm definitely going to link up with her and her girls and just vibe it out. Good. And, you know, it's it's black women and black women are always going to be cool. I'm always going to be drawn to finding where we're at and connecting and creating that community. You know, the cool thing is that the Nike headquarters are here. So there's like a lot mm -hmm. of people who relocated for work that are from the major cities. And we've been bumping into them randomly my partner's really social. He'll talk to water. He'll talk to a bee. <laughs> he'll talk to anybody. And so it's not hard when you are with someone like him who is just like really energetic. That's a good balance for it's you. It's perfect. That's a because good balance for you. Yeah. We were walking down the street the other day and this Asian woman was like, hey, and she says his name. And I was so confused. And he was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and they hugged I'm like what and she's like yeah we met I was doing a refugee thing event and I saw him and we t I was like oh of course of course <laughs> she's yeah. sweet. <laughs> so he's gonna help me a lot in that aspect because he is that person and his energy will always attract people and then I can sort through them and see who I like but for the most <laughs> part I know it's gonna take me a little bit more time but I am looking forward to the process of it and then, you know, sharing on the friend zone. How do you make friends when you're 40 in a new city? <laughs> so that could be a pin that we we share maybe a year from today. It's so be a three episode arc. <laughs> each one of our perspectives. And, you know, I'm going in on my. <laughs> and those of you listening, we'd love to hear your feedback on all of this. How did you decide the city you moved to? What, what company did you pick? Did you just pick up and take what was on your back how did you make new friends how did you find your new home we want to hear it how all. close to the target do you live how close <laughs> to the target and how many days a week do you find yourself in there because i have been Additional there tips. every day do you see these baskets Running. up here in the top <laughs> yes. all target <laughs> yes you love it all targets so look at sante he's Is like that okay four zoom in four of them okay my little storage so she got the room y'all okay she got the I'm room i'm getting for it together <laughs> 
So this was our episode in partnership with Target where we discussed relocation. Like we mentioned earlier, make sure and check out our other two episodes on Afropunk Reimagined and our college experiences. We hope you enjoyed it. Any last things you guys want to say before we get out of here? Bye. (laughs) Relocation. (laughs) Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement. While another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.